Hi, everybody. Thank you for so much for joining me today. I have Wes Hone from Kingdom Business. Um, whoever who, whoever doesn't know who uh, Wes is, he's a Christian, he's a business coach, and he's a business owner. Uh, Wes, would you – thanks again for, for joining me. Like I said, my brain will freeze during this podcast, so you have to help me out if that happens. Um, <laughs> would, you, would you please introduce yourself for those who, don't, who do not know who you are? Yeah, uh, Andrew, it's good to be on with you. I, I appreciate the invite. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, so like I've been a, I've been interested in business as far back as I can remember. My earliest memories were were playing checkbook and playing banker and all this sort of stuff in my spare time. And uh, my first unofficial business was my first year of high school. I, I grew up in London or just outside London. And uh, and I remember juggling was the craze, and so I set out, uh, you know, making juggling balls and 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 buying chickpeas and cutting up my board shorts and giving people instructions on how to juggle and selling them at lunch. And that was a that was a really cool little business. Uh, that that abruptly ended though when the principal came <laughs> and saw me and said, "If you don't quit, you're going to get expelled." Um, and then you know f- from there, I just had a whole bunch of jobs. And then and then at 19, I was back in London. I moved to Australia at 14. Went back to London at 19. And set up my first window cleaning business and from that day to day uh, have built and sold eight companies um, you know, spanning software and retail and professional services and a whole bunch of stuff and the largest of those uh, I took into five countries around the world and sold in 2011 and uh, yeah been business coaching since 2006 um, it was a natural progression for me to kind of want to uh, you know not only build one business for myself but but help hundreds of other people do the same and uh, so, yeah, that's that's what we kind of been doing. I, I live on the Gold Coast, or, or just south of the Gold Coast of Australia. I'm, I'm in a little beach town called Kingscliff, yep. and uh, and I've got a wife, Kimberly, and and three beautiful little girls. So, that that's a bit of the rap sheet. Um, uh, you know, my entire motivation though is to get up every single day and and uh, and and rally a large group of what we call Kingdom entrepreneurs, people that use business to actually fix society's issues right and get away from this centered this 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 personal driven capitalistic world right we're trying to we're trying to do businesses that actually benefit people awesome man awesome well i think one of the things that when i when i started a business um i was the most unprepared for it i was only 24 years old i just come out of the agency world uh working on on in it my main specialty is search engine optimization uh, and content marketing. And when I came out of that, I thought, you know, I could give business a, a, a crack. You know, my wife said that it was my fiance at the time said, you know, you're passionate about what you do. Whereas I made every single mistake in the book. Okay. If there was a mistake that no one else has made, I managed to make it like things as dumb as. Well, I mean, if you only made it once, then is it a mistake? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. But I was, I was like charging GST when I wasn't even registered, like, um, I mean, that's yeah. smart, but it's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's what I, you know. Um, so what would be, I mean, for, for those about to get into business, what would be some of your sort of tips before actually, you know, taking that plunge? Because I was extremely unprepared. Uh, I, I think money, I think we, we had a chat about this on YouTube about the whole, it's not about how many resources you have, it's about being resourceful. Um I don't necessarily think money and 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 having the right amount of resources necessarily, knowing when the right time is to launch a business. I think it's definitely education, training, and mindset. But where do you yeah. stand with that? Oh, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, like if if you look at the landscape of the last five to ten years, there is this 
culture that has crept in of, you know, as soon as you get a business idea, you go and raise capital. Yeah. And uh, and obviously it has worked for a handful of businesses in this world, you know, typically in the tech space. So raising capital is fine, like fine, it, but but it's but it's 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 got to be paid back, right? So yeah. uh, or at least if you want to do a share buyback, you've got to raise enough money to buy it back. So I'm like, well, you know, like the, the way that the vast majority of businesses go is right at the start when you're looking to start up a business, just start selling. Selling yeah. is the answer, right? You know, like, and there's no barriers to selling. You pick up a phone, you get a list of people and you call them and say, you know, whatever, can I come and talk to you? Can I pitch? Can you buy this from me? Like, like it's, it's a lost art, right? Mm. And, and so what, but, but what it does is it actually proves your concept a lot quicker. You go and raise a million bucks or 10 million bucks or whatever. And then you start to build your machine. You haven't actually got proof of concept yet. Whereas if you jump on the phone and start telling the market will tell you real quick, whether there's a proof of concept. Um, and so, so that like, that's the thing for me. Like I remember, uh, the business that I said I sold in 2011, mm. I started it in 2009 and I wasn't a hundred percent sure that it was going to work. And so my way of kind of getting around that was what I did was I jumped on the phone. I, I booked an entire day's meetings of people that I thought could be a good candidate for this product. And I literally just saw people back to back for 10 hours, right? So 20 clients over 10 hours. And I just basically pitched to them. Here's the product. I think you'd be a good fit. Da, 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 da. And I basically ended by going, you know, this product's going to be $6,000. I'll let you buy it today at $3,000, but I'm not 100% sure when it's going to be ready. It could be one or two or three months. And half the people said yes. So not only did I have proof of concept because they'd voted with their wallet, I also had the capital to finish the product to be able to take it to market. So um, like it, I just prefer that model of just, just do the hand to hand combat, you know, get in there and it gives you the confidence that people want to buy it. And it gives you a bit of money to keep pressing forward. Okay. And I mean, I didn't really send you this particular question. So I'm really throwing you off. Um, I'm not, what happens? Okay. So what about with the Tony Robbins sort of, uh, method where you're either an entrepreneur, a manager or the actual worker when you start a business, I wouldn't classify myself as a natural entrepreneur. I would just classify myself as as a digital marketer, a self-proclaimed romantic marketer, and I'll talk about why I call myself the romantic marketer, Um, but I'm not a sales guy. So the whole idea of cold calling is much like this podcast, Wes, scares the crap out of me. This is is very uncomfortable for me, right? So how do I, do I transition into overcoming the natural sort of, I guess uh, apprehension that I have towards making cold calling, or or do I sort of say okay, which is what I've done since COVID, transition just a little bit out of marketing and focus purely on on sales. So do I hire someone to help me with 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 what I'm not great at at first, or what would? Or, and I, and yes. this is a question I've completely thrown at you. So yeah, no, it's great. I mean, I mean, either either is going to be okay. What's not going to be okay is not doing it, right? A lot of people get uncomfortable with sales, and so they just don't do any. Yeah. Well, that you're gonna you're gonna build a tiny business if if that's the way. So so you've either got to you've either got to go and employ someone, and and by the way, some businesses say, well, I don't have I don't have a hundred grand for a good salesperson. Mm. Great, so bring yeah. them on as a partner. Right, you might have to give away twenty percent of your company to pay them a small wage and let them earn it out in commissions. Either way, it gets you started. That that's one way to go. Mm-hmm. Part of me thinks, like, so you don't enjoy it. Cry me a river. Mm-hmm. Like we've all got stuff that we don't enjoy all day, every day, right? Mm-hmm. And I just think, you know what? Like, 
that could be a good opportunity to put on our big boy pants or a big girl pants and just do it anyway. Yeah. Like awesome. we, we generally have no problem walking up to somebody at a barbecue and saying g'day or, or you know, ring, ringing somebody at church and saying g'day. Like it's the same thing. It's just that you don't know them, right? Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like because there is a bit of a culture these days of, you know, only do what you're passionate about or, you know, you need to be happy every day of your life or, and it's and it's utter rubbish from my point of view, right? You know, like uh, we, we there's always going to be things that we don't enjoy if we want to push ourselves out of our comfort zone and get something we haven't got. So, you know, if it's calls, like the, I mean, I you know I have an entire sales machine now, but it was me at the start. Yeah. I'm the one that jumped on the phone ringing randoms. I was the one that would would go to a certain area and knock on the door and walk in and say, "Can I talk to you?" And and, and yeah, like 95 out of 100 were fully not interested. And a very occasionally you get somebody rude, but for the you know for the most part they just say no. But you get to meet those people that say yes, and you know if you don't have a marketing budget, like you were saying, it's never about the money, right? No. It's all about your creativity. If if you don't have the money, just go and do those kind of strategies. You can pick up the phone, you can knock on doors, you can see people, and people will say yes if you do big enough numbers. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just not a fan of that culture of you know like. I, I'm 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 building a business around me and my skills and my gifts. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I just I just I don't see many businesses that build big that start like that. You you've got to you've got to do it until such time as you can afford to bring somebody else in. Well, I mean that's that's perfect. I mean, there's an Instagram profile RX underscore painters, and he called me two years ago, Wes, and he basically said to me, "I can't afford SEO." what would you recommend that I do to build my business from a marketing perspective? I say, well, well, yeah, I can't help you with sales, mate, because I don't know anything myself, right? But with, with digital, I know I know content marketing. I'm an SEO guy. You can't afford it. I would tell you, every time you go to a job, and you can look him up, rx underscore painters, I'll, I'll put it up after when I edit. But I said, just every job you go to, every single job, just record it. You've got an iPhone, right? You've got, you've got a phone that's probably got a 10-megapixel camera on it. Right, so so let's not let's, there's no excuses. Just every job you go to, Howard, just take a few minute clip, record it, and post it on Instagram. Wes, he has a bigger Instagram profile than I do. He has um, he's, he, now he's killing it. He was so busy that two years after, which was last year, he could uh, he couldn't even paint my balcony. And I thought as a favor, the guy would return a favor at least, right? Um, he was that busy. And if you look at his profile, it blew up because all he does is just go, his sales strategy is I'm going to demonstrate my expertise by every single job I go to, video recording it, and that's what I'm really passionate about, that storytelling. And so you can yeah. demonstrate expertise and credibility and the jobs are just inbound. He doesn't even have to pick up a phone and call, um, so which I, I think it's fantastic. And now he actually is on TikTok. I mean, how many painters you know on TikTok? I mean, how awesome is that? So he's one on TikTok. Now. We're one <laughs> now. Yeah. He's on TikTok. He's on Instagram. He's on Facebook. He's on YouTube. He just keeps pumping, pumping, pumping. And what I love about him is he's really exceptional at engagement. So if someone writes a comment, yeah. bang, it's re re replied back. Very good. So I love it. Um, so this, but that was a whole that was going to be a whole topic in itself. I was going <laughs> to touch him, but I got too excited. So what would be obviously you've been in it for a long time, business coaching. So I mean, I, I find I struggle with the whole scalability issue. So, so I'm I'm exclusive. So I only want to work with small uh, amounts of clients. And in, in so, if I deal with one criminal lawyer, I'm not going to work with any other criminal lawyers. Um, 
which I don't want to make this a, a new, about Amiga Digital, but um, that's what I've what I'm faced with. So, what would be some some tips and strategies for 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 growing and and, and growing a scalable business, which I don't know much about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you 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 do have to. I mean, size wins. There's no doubt about it, and mm. uh, there is. There is something to be said for building a bigger business. Like you, you get a better culture, you'll attract better people, you've got more money to redeploy. Like like the, the, the benefits of being a bigger business far outweigh being a smaller business. I guess the, the, the challenge is the journey to get there. Um, you know, one, one of the things that's interesting for me, you know, we're recording this coming out of COVID-19 mm. um, and, and th- now is a phenomenal opportunity across nearly every sector because, uh, you know, a lot of people are still a bit gun shy. Uh, they're like a rabbit in the headlights a little bit. And and if everybody's like that, now's the time to move. So, you know, one of my thoughts is just simple. You need to start moving a lot faster. Everybody mm-hmm. needs to start moving a lot faster, thinking bigger. You know, if you had where you said you wanted to be in two years, let's make it six months, right? That's the kind of jumps that we need to start getting on now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you'll find that the, the proactive businesses, the people that are prepared to put in the work now and they've got a clear path and they do, you know, they do the, do the activities, they're going to slingshot through their entrepreneurial journey. Uh, while everybody else is still a little bit dazed and taking time to dust himself off and get back on the horse, so, so that that's what we're you know we're trying to push we're trying to push hundreds of clients through you know just it, it, it's a go time. Don't listen to any news. Don't listen to the second wave propaganda rubbish. It's it's a go time. Government mm. have given out a heap of money. Everyone's cashed up. Let's go. You know and uh, and and it's just helping people push. So, I'd I'd say you know two follow on things from that is marketing now like like start investing in marketing uh, much higher than you have you know now like you know do do more google adwords run more facebook ads do more seo refine your website do more outbound calls set up strategic alliances send lumpy mail like just start to real add those pillars to the to the business because like i said everyone else isn't so your marketing will have a greater level of cut through and the second thing is start employing and stop thinking that employing's for a later date. Right now, it's cheaper and the talent pool is bigger because so many people have been laid off. Now's the time to get into the market, go find some talent and push through to the next level. And 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 if to hire, um, would you would you recommend with those businesses without the capital to hire to get a loan and hire? Uh, yeah, if okay. So so loans are interesting. Uh, I'm happy with borrowing. I've borrowed lots in my life to to buy appreciating assets. Um, I would only hire, I would only borrow when my business has proven that the fundamentals are great and that I'm basically just adding fuel to the fire. I would never borrow to to fix a broken business because you're just going to put more water in a leaky bucket. So mm-hmm. if, basically what I'm saying is if, if you've worked out that you can ring 10 customers and you know get one sale and that's profitable, then yeah, borrow and put other people in there to, re- to do the same thing. Right. Um, so if you've got a model that's profitable and works then yes borrow to scale it up but there are other ways you know you can bring them in lower give them a bigger commission base so that they can earn more you can bring them in as partners uh you know there's a whole bunch of different ways around that give them some equity do a profit share um you know there's plenty of people out there that will take those kind of deals if you cast a big enough net yeah that's awesome i mean i'm I'm, I'm taking that for myself so that's awesome um i mean with 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 seo i mean even to pump just so if when the audience is listening if when I get calls and I say, "Look, I can't afford what you're doing. Like, can you, what value can you give me?" I'm like, "Like, this is Google tells you what people are asking for. You just got to know where to look, right?" So if yeah. I and like if I type something in, and, and you can do this across any industry, any vertical, 
I typed in just small business tips just before we, we, we went on this podcast. And just for, for yourself, I mean, people are asking, like Google says, people also ask after I typed in small business tips. And if you're running a blog and a YouTube video, this is how easy it is to make content, content that people are actually asking for. And it's how can I make my small business successful? I mean, I mean, there's a there's your there's your seminar for whole, like you know what I mean like yeah. So I break down like ten points on making a successful business, scalability, everything basically you just mentioned. Um, second question, like, what are the most successful small businesses? What small business owners should know? And how can I start my small business without any money? I mean, we've already touched on these. These are each like these are articles that you for yourself can write, but you can do this across any industry. So. People asking me, oh, I don't know what to do for SEO. I'm like, start writing content based on what your target market is actually searching for, and here's how you do it. And I just give it away because I rather yep. them I rather them do their own SEO than to do uh, uh, black hat, dodgy, cheap, nasty totally. um, SEO. So I'm like, I rather get you to a point where perhaps you can afford my services later on. If not, great, whatever. But here's some value for you. Mm. And I actually use this strategy, and I've got a case study on it. I know it works and there's no excuses. Go and get, do a YouTube video and a blog article, mix them together and there's to maximize your SEO benefits. And everything everything is reverse engineerable, right? Because we live in a data-driven world. So, you know, like mm -hmm. I, I've got a team that, that part of their role is to look through YouTube uh, or just general Google searches, like you're saying, find out the key titles, right? That people <laughs> are searching for, go produce a video that basically answers those questions and put them on our YouTube channel, right? We're youtube.com forward slash kingdom business. Yep. And we're reverse engineering search tabs and topics uh, for the sake of, you know, getting attention. And, uh, and then, you know, once we've got their attention, then we say, hey, opt in for this freebie and now we've got their email address. And then, we, you know, like that, so, so, you know, it's, it's the game. It's a game, and, and Google AdWords, I mean, I, I tell people it's a content marketing-driven game. So yeah. the content marketing looks a little bit different on SEO as it does on on YouTube. And actually, yeah. Google, because Google owns YouTube, there's a lot of overlap there. Um, yeah. But with Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and LinkedIn, uh, which is massive right now on the organic, like organic LinkedIn without any ads, because there just isn't enough content creators for the platform. So you're right, like my content just keeps getting recycled. Facebook, yeah. you post something, unless you run ads, it's gone. You might as well just throw it in yep. the bin as a waste of time. LinkedIn, yep. where's it just keeps showing my content all the time. Yeah. Like and people and like I read an article, got sixteen hundred views, it just keeps coming back and people keep liking. It. I'm like, in Facebook, that would be dead. That'll be in the the the, yeah. the the you know, and right now it's just it's doing really, really, really well. So I, I guess it just becomes for the audience, a massive content marketing game and knowing which yep. content works for which platform. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, like I basically built my profile off Facebook ads, uh, <laughs> Facebook organic 13, 14, 15, 2015, and then ads from then on. Uh, it's a tough game though. It's yeah, a tough it game now. And by the way, if you're running ads, it's a phenomenal game, but it's a, is it, but it's an expensive CPM uh, versus some other things. You know, you, you, the organic reach on LinkedIn is obviously much, much higher and, and uh, and and a, you know a few platforms like that. So yeah, but but in I think you know it's, 
but Sorry, to do on. it really well, like to, to do it really well now, and I think I think I think a lot of people have prioritized the wrong thing in business. I think you need to prioritize reach and awareness. And so to do it now, you do need to kind of shoot native content, right? So this is my kind of Facebook feel, this is my LinkedIn feel, because they could be very different. Mm-hmm. You know, here, here's the stuff I'm putting on my blogs and here's my you know freebies. So we do have to kind of produce a lot more content, I think, to dominate. Absolutely. Um, but <laughs> But, you know, like, I mean, I'm, I'm not a great writer. I mean, I've written a couple of books, but I, I need a bit of help to finesse them at the end. Um, but I can do a video and then I can have somebody kind of rewrite it as a blog article and put it on a website. And, and then, then I get to hit two modalities. Some prefer to watch, some prefer to read. Yeah, absolutely. And I've just launched a second business just because I want to learn the, uh, it's called Meow Express and it's selling clothing around little feline animals. Um, targeting adults and babies, and I, the reason I've just launched it was is just because I've never, I've only ever worked. I worked for Bing Lee. I've done Nutrition Warehouse. I've, I've, I've worked for product re- online retailers before, but I've never actually delved into it. And it's a print-on-demand based business, so there wasn't a whole lot of startup capital required. I just want to learn, if nothing else, I just wanted to learn the whole B two C sales cycle and how to run a product-based business, just because it's going to help me run Omega Digital. Right, and I'm looking forward to the mistakes to, to, to make. It doesn't fear me anymore, um, and I think this is my way to sort of pay my way in. I don't see it as I'll oh, be spending 200 bucks, and already on Facebook ads, I can spend 60 dollars and get still get in front of 5,000 people with SEO. Ridiculously much higher. 60 dollars, lucky it gets me a thousand people, um, which is a very high CPM for Facebook ads. So I just think that depending on the industry you're in, um, but with Facebook, you definitely need to run ads. LinkedIn, you, you, you probably can still get away with it, um, but but how you mould the content. So I'm, I'm, I, I just love it, man. I just love, like, starting it and seeing basically what happens from here on end and people wanting to ask me questions. Like, I'm used to B2B, so everything has to be a sales proposal, has to be a sit-down lunch dinner you got to schmooze them right whatever the case is you got to call them follow-ups b to c is just hey do you have this in the size 20 or size 10 um and i'm like and I'm, and what's been a mindset shift is they can buy my cat shirt but they can also buy my competitors cat shirts and in the b2b world it's like you get seo with me you don't get it from multiple other people so it's been a massive um uh mindset and a shift and, and uh i've just launched it and um yeah I just thought I'd tell you that. I don't know why. Yeah, that's awesome. So, well, cool, cool. So, what do you find is the top business mistakes for startups uh, in the first twelve months of operation? You know, I think. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. I think I think we covered uh, we covered a large one before, and that was, uh, you know, kind of like on the money thing. Um, I think a lot of people get scared to invest. Right, you know, like they, 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 if they've got a little bit of capital, or whatever, they're, they're like, oh, I don't really, I don't know where to spend it, and I don't want to spend it. So, do I get a website? Do I get a cheap one? Do I do? And the entire conversation is wrong. You know, it's like, it's like you in the first twelve months, you should try so many things that you burn through your money and fail forward and fail quicker to work out what works to set you up for the next year. You know, holding on to the little bit of, the, you know, like let's just use some some crazy numbers. Let's say somebody started their business and they got ten thousand dollars, you know, and then they're like, oh well, I, you know, I need to do this and I need to do this and I need to do this and I I kind of can't do it. For me, I'm like, you you want to just want to make those mistakes as fast as you can because you're going to have to make them. 
right? Mm. Yeah, you could probably learn some things and, and get some coaches or whatever to shortcut it, but you're gonna have to you're gonna have to get in there and do that. You have to run an SEO, you have to run Facebook ads, you're gonna run and and so so I, I think I think that money of ten grand is doesn't change your life, right? You 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 can't keep keeping it does not change your life at all one bit. So you need mm. to put it to work so that you could get to the other side of the learning so that you could start to make that 10 grand into a hundred grand and a million and keep going, right? So I think that's that's one mistake. The other thing I see is uh is people that don't they don't stay committed from a time perspective. Like if I was to line up all my friends that have built successful businesses and ask them what their work ethic looked like in the first 12 to 24 months, they would say that they bled out of their eyeballs to get it to work. Whereas I see a lot of people who are saying, I'm trying to build a lifestyle business from day one. They're always statistics, right? It, it takes so much intensity and focus and ethic to get the to get enough momentum to build it that that's what those people don't get, right? So you know, like I'll say to people, you know, what are you doing with your business? And, and then I, when I audit their time, you know, they, they'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going on holiday this week. Uh, and then I serve on church on Sunday and Saturday and music on Wednesday. And then, and I'm like, listen, you, you, you've, you've got to split focus. I, it, you know, it just doesn't work. You, you, you know, if you've got a family, obviously they're, they're more important than the business. So then you just got to do family and business, but you've got to say no to everything that steals your time. And just get in there and work the business. And maybe that's not one year. That's probably four or five years like that. But if you do it, then your your business will build to the point where you can have all the time to go and do whatever you want, right? So the payoff's mm -hmm. brilliant. But I just see people that they're just not laser focused and intentional and making the most out of their time. You know, like you know, like like I mean, you you made a comment on my YouTube channel, and I replied, and you replied, and I like that was me. You know, that was, I can't even recall, but that was probably like, you know, 11 p.m. one night last week. Why? Because I just stole three minutes of my night and went, reply, 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 done. You know, like, but a lot of people are like, oh, no, no I, 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 I'm, I, I finish I'm at finished this for time. The, I'm, you finished know, for, or yeah. I, I'm finished for the day. All right, well, everyone else isn't finished for the day, so you're going to lose. So I just think that's, you know, you just got to... Like, I mean, when I first got married, uh, we didn't take a holiday for seven years, right? You know, a family holiday. And and we did little weekends away or whatever, but we didn't do a big family holiday. Why? I was focused on building the business, right? I worked some pretty long hours in those early years. And so outside of working, I had to really prioritize my family. And, and that was it, you know? And, and even to this day, like apart from family and apart from business and, and my church, I don't do a whole lot more because if I took up golf, it's going to hammer my family time. And I'm just not interested while I've got young kids. So I don't know. I just, I just, I just say to people, just, just, just prioritize no. a lot more and get focused on what you've got to do and go all in with it. And, uh, you know, and then in five, six, seven years or longer or whatever, then the business is probably built. You can get some of your time back. You can get some money out and, and, and enjoy life a little bit. Yeah. And knowledge isn't power. Power is execution. You mentioned in one of your videos that, you know, if you've got that spare hundred dollars, hundred bucks. What stuck out for me? One of the videos, and I watched a lot of your content. Was you know, if you've got that hundred dollars, or you got that a thousand dollars, you don't need that TV. You don't need that. Do you really? It's it's run Facebook ads. Um, our key phrase is stop spending money on dumb stuff. Right? Like we say it to our clients all the time. Um, and you know what? I think COVID has like there'll be many, many, many blessings that come out of COVID, and one of them is hmm. we couldn't spend. Right? You know, like. 
like you, the shops weren't even open, right? You no. know, you couldn't go down and, and, and do that. You couldn't, you couldn't go to your favorite restaurant and, and burn money. So I think it kind of did force a lot of people into, into forced savings. Um, cause, because just going back to the trends that I see, like the amount mm. of people that enter my world and they're like, they get a little bit of success and the next thing they're out on a cruise boat, you know, and, and 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 we have we have a few key phrases. One of them is "cruising's for losers," right? And and we don't, I don't necessarily mean it is, but I just hate it when somebody is in startup land that first five years, and they're out spending two thousand bucks or four thousand bucks or eight thousand bucks on a cruise. I'm like, do you know? Like, if you are, <laughs> did, like, even coffee. Coffee costs you five bucks a day if you only have one, right? <laughs> that's a, that's a thousand impressions on Instagram ads. Right. So, so what do you need most right now? Do you need, do you need a coffee or do you need a thousand people to have seen your message about your business so that you might get a sale and turn it into 250 bucks? That's, that's, that's how entrepreneurs need to be thinking instead of, you know, fake it till you make it, which has never made anybody anything. Right. So we, we don't need large bits of money, right? You just need, you need to stop spending money on dumb stuff. And then for some people, right, you know, like I've played this game. We make our clients sell all the stuff in their garage they haven't used for 90 days. So we play this game, right? When we basically get them to walk in their garage and anything that's not bolted down, they literally take a photo and stick it on eBay and sell it and turn it into cash. And they take that cash, put it into the machine of the business to make, to get customers with it. Then they blow up their business. You know, like most people have got that bike that, they bought one summer because a friend did and they were going to get fit and then they saw themselves in Lycra and decided never to ride again. Or they, you know, or 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 their friend bought a stand-up paddleboard, so they wanted one, but they used it once, fell off, you know, and now they're like, it's the water's too cold, so I'm never going back out. Like you just don't need that stuff. If you bought it for no. nine hundred bucks, flick it for three fifty, put that into the machine, get so that's how entrepreneurs think, and that's you know, it's just one of the but I think entrepreneurs is a is a very unique mindset. I mean, you might you might be on the on the side of the, the discussion that believes that you can probably teach entrepreneurship, and there's the other side that that says you've either got it or you don't. Side, you can um, teach it. There's a hundred percent you can teach it. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, okay. I've yep. seen it. I've seen I've seen thousands of people come into our world saying I've just left my job and I don't know what to do. And before you know it, they they learn it. I wasn't born with it. I was probably born with enough front to be able to talk to people. That was that was probably you know, but that was it. Like I, you know, I, I never went to university. I I didn't have the disadvantage of an MBA. Just just literally just did it grounded out by accident. Yeah. Trial, 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 trial. And living, I would recommend. When you live in a, I lived in a one-bedroom apartment for over two years with my wife and my son, and when you live in a one-bedroom apartment, you really realise how much crap you don't need. Um, that's you probably, don't need. Well, well, I reckon I, I, I reckon I can checkmate you there because in 2016 I sold everything except real estate, got into a caravan, and spent <laughs> two and a half years travelling Australia with my family, speaking to business groups around the country, and then you I really realise what you don't need. Right, two and a half years in a caravan around Australia, speaking to seventy evening workshops around the country. I remember we sat down with the kids and we said, "You can take one toy." That was it, one toy, because that's all we've got room for in this caravan. And uh, anyway, I reckon, uh, I reckon you're right. I reckon we really don't need much. No, um, you don't. You know, I'll, I'll, around us. I'll be happy to show you my garage. It's filled with Woolies bags that we just can't get rid of. Yep. Um, and um, and a lawnmower that I was hesitant to buy. I still haven't. Even, I've been here for a year. I I struggled to buy crap that I need for the house. So oh. I so for me it's 
I, I just a minimalist. I just I, I just realize that what makes me happy is the relationships that I build and the people that I know and the yep. value that I can bring. And this is not this is not preaching. It's just it's who I am. It's the relationships that I love. And I'll get into my problems with with Amiga if you like. But um, one thing I do well is I keep clients. I've always struggled. I've been in business for eight years, and the only reason I've survived Wes is because I can keep them. But I, but I have big troubles acquiring them. Um, so that's where my so if I've identified that so it's taken me eight years to realize where my where my strengths and weaknesses are. Um, I, I spent like twenty five grand in the first year in two thousand and twelve with no education, which is not what I recommend. Um, but you know, I've I've grown a lot. Like I started when I was twenty four, and I had to my desk next to my bed, and I, like I said, I'm I made a lot of mistakes, but I love it. The, I, I love the fact that I can. It, what I love the most is that I can sink my teeth into someone's real livelihood and actually help them build something and be a part of that story. I don't know. That's just for me what I want to do for my work, like the whole and the relationship part and like keeping my jeweler for eight years without a contract just because he – and, look, it's not always – you can't see my hand. It's not always results are going up for over eight years in SEO. I mean, we ranked first for engagement rings on Google above Michael Hill and Tiffany, and believe me, they have million-dollar budgets and he wasn't paying me millions of dollars. But, you know, that was a highlight, but it took a long time to get there, and even then it starts dropping off. But they, but I found that the clients will stay with you in those peaks where it drops off if they believe you truly care. And, I, and, and I've sort of learned that, you know, that's what a client will stay with you for eight years on, on, on your passion and dedication to their success. I mean, what, what else is it about other than what can I do for others sort of thing? So it's all about. So, mate, I don't know how much time you have. I don't want to keep you too much longer, but I find that you mentioned another video about indecision. Now, I suffer a lot from indecision. I'm a procrastinator. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm the worst kind, right? Not only am I indecisive at times, uh, and it drives my wife nuts in our personal. Not only are you indecisive, but you put off being indecisive. That's that's amazing. That's I amazing. procrastinate on procrastination. <laughs> yeah. So that's it's it's when I can go bang, like okay, I'm doing it, and then I'll go, but it's getting into that like that book I've got to read, I put it off. The the it's it, I, unless I feel like it's for some higher purpose, I don't move my feet. That's and that's the key. You 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 have you you have nailed it. That's see 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 for me. I'm just so hungry. I'm so hungry that it makes my decision making process faster. Faster. I want my vision so bad that it gets me out of bed every morning and it gets me doing the things I want to do and it gets me making decisions and it gets me moving forward. So I think I think you've unless there's a higher purpose, unless you've got a vision, unless you're doing it for some big cause, then it's very easy to be procrastinating, right? Because mm. it's a values shift, mm. right? So for me, I'm like, okay, so I'm a Christian. I fully um, want to get to the end of my life and hear, well done, good and faithful servant. And I know I kind of have a glimpse of my potential and I'm not there. And so every day I want to get up and try and get closer to being, you know, to my potential. And so, so that's what, that's what stops me having procrastination. It's because I, I have so much value on the end game that I can't not play at hundred percent to get there. That's, that's 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 how I have been able to get to the point where I can make decisions. Now, practically, come down to the decision making process. I think practically, it's hard to decide when you don't have a clear vision because you don't know what to line up to. Mm. You know, if you've got option A or B, they both look good, 
if you actually have an endpoint, you can line up A and B and go, okay, which one's most likely to get me to my end game? One of them will jump out to you. Mm. That's obviously the decision. The other thing I would say is, especially if somebody's in their first five years, like just pick one, right? Just just pick one because it really won't matter. You know, like but you know, like I, I see people deliberate for four months on which blue to put on their business card. Are you kidding me? No, that that decision will have no relevance to your mm. business in five years' time, right? And and my team, I, I walk around here going all the time. Will that matter in five years? Is the question I ask myself. Will that matter in five years? If not, pick one. If it does, maybe I need to give it a bit of time and do some more research. But if it's not going to matter in five years, pick one. And mm. and and coming back to mistakes, people say to me, I'm I'm scared of making mistakes. I say to them all the time. I mean, don't don't be concerned about the mistakes you've made. You're going to make way more in the future, right? Like, just to give some perspective, like a lot of people get hung up on the mistakes they've made, right? Made a bad decision, bad partnership, whatever. Don't be worried about those mistakes you've made. You are going to make way more. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so, so now let's just plow through them as fast as we can. You know, like I kind of, I kind of think to myself, maybe the average entrepreneur needs to make 5,000 mistakes in their life before they build a business. Well, I want to get through those in the shortest possible time. So just pick one, you know, like Facebook's culture was move fast and break things. And I really like that from the perspective of like, I've just got to keep pounding this thing out. And, 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 and no decision is a decision funnily enough. No decision mm-hmm. is a decision. So I would rather Absolutely. pick A when I should have picked B, but because I'm moving forward, I can transition back to B, right? So just yeah. by having that forward momentum, I can pivot, move, change. You can't do that, though, when you're spending four weeks to work out, you know, whatever, what button color should be on your website. I mean, I mean, I sat around I sat around thinking, where can I put like, the, the name of the business in 2012 was APG Web Studios. I was thinking, where am I should buy some pens with APG Web Studios on them. I should buy mouse mats with the stupid logo on it that only I see anyway. Um, and, and and thinking that if I, I'm going to win a client with a pack that just says my business name, who cares, right? And this is coming from a marketer, right? So I had to do, what was I thinking? And I find that, you know, when you get into business, you really have to be prepared for an uncomfortable life. And I think, you know, if I join your service, I, I want to work up the courage because I'm an extrovert. So if you find me in the park and there's 10 people or 50 people that say, hey, Andrew, come and talk to us, I'll get up on that stage and talk because it's in that moment and I'll do it. But knowing that, crap, two weeks, even this podcast, where's you have no idea how nervous I was about this podcast. You're doing Um, a good job. You're doing a great job, Andrew. Thanks, man. I want some feedback. Thank you. Um, I want some ways I can get better. But, like, if you you caught me, we were in Bunnings having a snag, I would be much, much more relaxed, much more conversational. Like, not going to – my mind won't freeze up. But I really want the ability to be able to go, you know what, I can talk. My fear is to talk and I'm an extrovert and I can normally talk to people with no problem. I don't know how the introverts do it, but to, to, to stand in front of people and do what you do and speak to 2,200 people, um, that's something that, that that will be a massive breakthrough in my mental mindset shift. But just of learning business that when I've got the biggest gains is when I've gone and take risks. And even if they backfired, I've learned. So either I learned or I profit. So you got to remember, it wasn't 2,200 people at the start. No, it wasn't. No, well, I bet it was you six. Were. You know, yeah. like you, yeah. it was six and then 23 and then 100 and then 400. And, yeah. You know, like, so, and the thing for me, I think, you know, I mean, when I think about that, that still puts some people off. What, what makes me thrive? 
I'm just so hungry for the outcome that nothing's going to throw me off on the short term. I mean, mm. I, I can't say I don't get nervous. I mean, I don't get nervous about, uh, you know, something like this, but if I'm going to walk out on the stage in front of, you know, a, a massive audience of people that have bought a ticket, like, like mm. I do get a little bit like, man, I've got to deliver, I've got to deliver, I've got to bring my A game. And that lasts for the first five minutes. And then we go into two old days where we're fine. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that there's no, there's no nerves. There's, there's a little bit there. Why it keeps you good. But, but ultimately, why do you push through those things? Because you're hungry. If you want it and you can see it and you can taste it and you've got a big reason, you'll do it. And what would you think would be the best reason to start a business? Versus well, I can only put I, I can only put this through the lenses of my faith. Uh, mm. I believe that businesses are calling. You know, I, I I believe that you know some are called to pastor a church, and and that's wonderful. That's it's mm. it's a great place if that's what you're called to do. But it's not the highest call that you can have as a believer. The highest call you can have as a believer is to do the thing God's called you to do, right? Mm. So I actually believe that business is a call of God, and and God wants to redeem the marketplace, and He's not going to redeem the marketplace by leaving it vacant. He's going to relieve the, redeem the marketplace by getting entrepreneurs who have caught the kingdom of God, who take that as their operating system into the marketplace and just start to change the conversation and influence the way business is done um, and, and get rid of this corrupt Babylonian you know, system that we have and, and start to bring kingdom business, which is when you start to do business so that everybody prospers, you know, awesome. you know, like I think, I think that's, that's the real, I, I don't know. I, I only speak to, to Christians in business. I, I don't know what would cause somebody else, you know, if they weren't a Christian and didn't have that framework, what would be a reason to start a business? Probably self-interest, I suppose. Uh, that's mm. why I think kingdom business is so valuable because it's not, it's not an economy based on self-interest. It's an economy based on I'm going to produce more money than I need so that I can work out, you know, some good social justice issues or some good causes or fund my church or fund some projects. And I'm going to use my business profits to do that. And that's what's going to be a blessing to society. Absolutely. And like, you know, when I started to, through my church, go and deliver Christmas, like I've never done that before, knocking on doors and and delivering Christmas hampers, seeing the, the the contribution and the smiles. I'm not saying this to be sanctimonious, but I mean the feeling you get—it's almost selfish. Um, I mean, I never forget it. Like just bringing things that I think, who what, like what can I do? You know, like how's this little hamper going to make a big impact? But it does. It did to somebody, and it did to multiple people. And and I just think that whole level of contribution is is an enormous part of. I think self-fulfillment and success, again, that's why I wanted to set up this exclusivity. I didn't want to focus on having too many clients and and I just wanted to focus on choosing the clients I believe I can deliver value and build it that way. Um, so anyway, I'm not going to take up too much more of your time, Wes. Was, um, thank you so much for joining me, mate. Did you did you want to have a last say, maybe you can give me some feedback on, on, on what I can do better? Well, I think you're doing a good job just by the fact that you want to, just by the fact that you want to push through your comfort zone is amazing. Like you've just got to listen, you, you didn't learn to walk by getting up once and nailing it. Right. You know, like, like the, the way a kid learns how to walk is they, you know, they crawl up to something and then they, they take a few steps and they fall over, you know, and then they learn how not to do it. And then they get up and do it again, you know. No one, no parent looks at their kid after they get up once, fall over once and says, you're going to be a crawler for the rest of your life, right? We, we champion them to keep trying and keep trying and keep trying and keep trying. It's the same thing with anything. And that's what you're doing, right? You know, you, 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 I don't know, you're 
now than the first one you ever did, the first episode, just and you'll be doing a better job. In <laughs> yeah, and you and so that's fine as long as you're just marginally better. <laughs> and then you know, in ten more, you'll be marginally better, and you just got to push through. And so, don't beat yourself up. Just go and get amongst it and stay amongst it, and and you'll get some level of mastery as you go. So I think you're doing a good job. Um, I'd love to connect with any listener. You know, that's just one of my passions is I just love connecting with new people. And so there's a couple of ways to do that. People can go to youtube.com forward slash kingdom business uh, or just the website kingdombusiness.com.au. There's a there's a bunch of bunch of free resources on there. Awesome. Thanks so much, Wes. It's been a pleasure and hopefully we can speak again soon. Yeah, pleasure, Andrew. Cheers, mate. Yeah.